Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Strangers in Their Own Land. Simon is repping his cat early on. This is good signs. We had a fiery <laughs> talk beforehand. Uh, expect a lot of emotion tonight, a lot of passion. Um, we, we've watched a full slate or watched the highlights of a full slate of MLS action. We watched at least one to one and a half games of MLS action over the week, and we're feeling strong. One and a quarter, confident. maybe? Yeah. We're feeling mouthy. <laughs> We're feeling mad that we changed our format a bit because uh, we're, we're, we're figuring out how this show works. Um, gentlemen, how was your week? How was your MLS experience? You don't have to give me any and all. Just how you feeling today? MLS experience is quite good. Um, we're going to get into these games. Uh, we're going to get into some players and goals that caught our eyes. Uh, the, way I, the way I've been looking at it is how does the best MLS game I've seen compared to a mid-table EPL game. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. And I can tell you that the match I watched, and we'll get into it, uh, Sporting KC versus Austin SC was like a house on fucking fire. It was really entertaining football. Nice. It was really good technical football. So my MLS experience is going great. Thanks for asking, Gabe. Beautiful, beautiful. Mike, how, how are we feeling? So, so you asked about how my week is going. Um, and Do so, what you like. Yeah, man. So I'll tell you right now. It's going really fucking good because Fish announced tour dates, baby. There so, we go. so you know, Vegas, here I come. Atlantic City, here I come. Hershey, Pennsylvania, here I come. So it's going to be good times this summer. Um, life Get them is, while we can now, guys. That's right, man. Check out. I'm going to be on the road in August. Yeah, no, um, no, but um, it's you know I'm feeling pretty good. You know, Arsenal won over the weekend. I really enjoyed watching the, you know, my match of the week, which we'll get into in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely got some opinions and some other goings on, which I'll hold until you bring the conversation around. But yeah, doing pretty good tonight. Well, I like it better than last time we spoke. Absolutely. You, we, yeah. I see some smiles on my faces. Last time I was, I was scared. <laughs> oh, it I was, was miserable last time. I call somebody for you. I call yeah. a sponsor or something. I wasn't sure. We, we should talk about real quickly, let's get it out of the way. The Sittal Derby is tomorrow. Chelsea hosts Arsenal. Um, Chelsea's basically in in uh, prep mode for the Champions League yep. and the final and the FA Cup final. Arsenal yep. is playing for for an outside shot at Europe. Um, it's not looking great for us, but it's not out of the question. Um, and we're playing for for pride and for points. As yep. as some listeners may know, the better you do in the EPL standings, the more money you get. Yeah. Um, now that Arsenal is probably not going to have European football, and Mike and I have come to grips with that. Um, we could use all the dollars that we can get. Um, so, what is this Europe? I mean, what is this European conference? It's it basically it, like what the there's, there's a cope used to be. There's a great story on the athletic that kind of breaks okay. down qualification scenarios for for um, the teams in England that are in contention. Mm-hmm. The question they ask near the end is, "What the fuck is the European Conference League?" Yeah, and basically, what I think is, it's a, it's a third tier competition where the winner gets a spot in Europa Cup. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So but I'm not really clear on on who gets to go. I think it's my reading is it I don't think it's invitation only, but I don't think it's like guaranteed eight, nine, ten in England automatically goes. I'm not sure. Mm. Okay. All right. Sorry, mm. I asked. <laughs> the thought is so depressing that I didn't spend a lot of time on it. But. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we've got a game against you guys. The uh, our ladies 
won uh, Chelsea's women actually just won, won the, league, uh, right? the EPL back to back, back to Congratulations. back. Congratulations. So it. Yes. The ladies are taking care of business. And then um, they actually play in the champions league final on Saturday. I believe Who do they the 15th. play. Uh, they play Barcelona oh. in the final. So uh, we're excited about that. And then uh, Chelsea had a nice win over Manchester city mm-hmm. and just a crazy weird game. You know, this this is the weekend, and we'll talk about this in MLS as well to tie this back, of terrible penalties. I'm looking at you, <laughs> Valeri, missing two penalties out in the Portland-Seattle game. An epic, like, we'll go into it. And then we all know Aguero missing the penalty and the Chelsea yeah. tried to Manenka. He's Manenka laughing it. all the way to the bank, though, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. they all should they be. The Don't today. be that upset. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Manenka away. Yeah. Um but yeah, so uh, Chelsea, I'm feeling strong. It's uh, we got a big. Uh, we have a our derby here, right here on our podcast, the Chelsea Arsenal match. I have no idea. It'll be interesting. It's going to be tough for them, to, especially we have an FA Cup final this weekend. Yep. So, so predictions. Uh, let's get the predictions real quickly on our derby, and then we'll get into the MLS. Oh, Arsenal. It's at it's at Stamford Bridge, right? Stamford yeah. Bridge. Yep. I'm going. I'm, I'll I'll go. I'll start. I'll say two one Chelsea. I can't pick us to lose. It's fair. So I'd say one one draw. That could definitely happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Arsenal has shown that they can score on Chelsea. Um, not many teams are right now. Uh, credit to Tuchel how he's organized that defense and some some of the players that in that defense. I'm thinking of Rudiger, I'm thinking of Christensen or are stepping up. Uh Chilwell. I, I think that this will be sort of a hiccup for them as they sort of focus on Two trophies, which kills me to say, but <laughs> I'm going to go a shootout um, at Stanford Bridge, and I'm going to go two three to Arsenal. Oh man, never going to happen. Putting All right, on the line there. So I, I like it, Simon. I doubt it. We're, we're, what we'll do is we're going to go through the scores of last week, and uh, then we'll get to our uh, games of deep dive. So I'll just recap some of the Concacaf matches here. It was a terrible Concacaf Champions League results. Affiliate. Philly Atlanta uh, drew one to one. Philly moved on. Cruz Azul one uh, nothing over Toronto. Cruz Azul won four one on aggregate. Uh, butt stop in there. Toronto was never in that to begin with. Monterey this one surprised me three zero over Columbus. Uh, won five two on aggregate. Columbus controlled that first match. Uh, Monterey got a goal late, and then they, I don't know what happened in Mexico City. Maybe a little, Mexico City is a beautiful city. Now, night out in the town. Who knows? I think maybe. it's the karma of the name change and the logo, and we'll get into it. Yes, purpose, it but. could. They but maybe got a sneak peek at the logo, and then just oh. they, they had to shutter the house. Um, uh, Club uh, Club America three one over Portland. Um, Portland had a fighting chance in that one, but uh, America has a little bit more class than Portland does. Mm. And uh, got the win. Uh, as far as the rest of the MLS scores of the week, San Jose, uh, I would say surprised Salt Lake a little bit with a two to one win. Uh, Philly did what they needed to do against Chicago with a two to nothing win. Yep. Uh, Red Bulls look good over Toronto, two to nothing. Could be a little worrisome with Toronto off to a slow start. Columbus uh, won three to one over DC. DC hung in there though. Uh, two own goals. Two own goals. <laughs> DC right now is, has uh, four own goals so far this season. Uh, so far already. So uh, a little unlucky there. Kind of amazing. Um, 
as a player that watched Gary Cahill score his share of own goals, I, I, I'm used to it. Uh, Van, let's see what else we got. We got Nashville won two over two nothing over against New England. Um, uh, Vancouver won two nothing against Montreal in a very boring match. Dallas uh, drew one one against Houston in a hack fest. This thing had so many fouls. It, it was, I think I want to say Dallas had twenty fouls, and this it was amazing. Um, and I I actually just watched the condensed game because I love violence. Um, and then Orlando drew with New York City one one. L A Galaxy defeated L A F C two one. The Rapids. Uh, big comeback against Minnesota as they can the loons continue to blow games uh, 3-2. Miami drew with Atlanta 1-1. Uh, Seattle beat Portland in their classic derby 2-1. And Kansas City uh, snuck one past Austin 2-1 in their matchup as well. Woo! A lot of matches, a uh, lot of action. We're going to get to our deep dives. Um, Mike, would you like to lead us off tonight? Sure, why not? So I the traffic up on the National Fox broadcast, which was pretty decent. I failed to make note of who the broadcasters were, who the announcers were, like I did last week in Philly. I will rectify that later. However, um, it was an interesting match for sure. You know, there's always the extra tension with the Derby. But uh, Galaxy leads the all-time, uh, it's, you know, it's not like this goes back ages, but they've got, you know, they, they, they have the lead with um, uh, four wins going into this, this particular match this past Saturday. Um, the, uh, it's the 11th El Trafico, and the Galaxy were looking to keep up the momentum after an opening week loss against Miami away at Miami. They were looking for their third straight. Um, LAFC still uh, only had their one win on opening day against Austin. So let's get right to it. Didn't take very long. 11 minutes in, Chicharito opens the scoring. And if we roll the clock back just a few minutes to about nine and a half minutes into the match, there was a fantastic uh, run of play for... Was it uh, a careless, a careless play? Let's talk about this, right? So, you've got you've got what some people might think was a dive, uh, but could it be perhaps just a terrible, terrible, terrible tackle by Tristan Blackman? That was my impression of it. Was it was just a foolish, careless to take that tackle, uh, set up a free kick. Um, Galaxy has sustained a bit of pressure there for the next minute or so. Um, and then uh, Derek Williams makes a great tackle to keep the ball alive, finds uh, a teacher veto on rushing, boom, opens the scoring 11th minute. From there, LAFC actually took a bit of control of the match and they worked their way back into it. The entire second half kept up good pressure about 20 minutes, 20th minute on, right through the end of the half. Several uh, set pieces, uh, a couple of corners, and uh, forced a lot of great saves by uh, league leader Jonathan Bond, who's the best keeper in the league right now. Um, he ha- he was forced into a couple of great saves, but you know that sustained pressure that LAFC had going into the half paid off for them in the second half. Um, they kept going, they kept going with the with the pressure, 
And finally, the leading scorer from last season, Diego Rossi, in the second 62nd minute, got got the guys got LFC on the board. It was well deserved goal, one one. You're thinking, oh man, we've got a match on our hands. It didn't really turn out that way. Uh, in fact, uh, Galaxy sort of reasserted themselves, um, and ultimately, sloppy defending by Jonathan DeSantos gave acres of space. I'm talking. <laughs> acres of space for a uh, start. No, sorry. I messed up here there a second. I wrote down my notes and I read them wrong. The sloppy defending allowed Jonathan DeSantos to onrush into acres of space. I could have scored this fucking goal guys. I mean, the entire galaxy <laughs> or sorry, LAFC defense was on the wrong side of the pitch. The ball comes squirting out to DeSantos. He on rushes, boom, two, one galaxy. And that was with about, I'd say about 11 minutes left. That was all they, all she wrote. After that, uh, LAFC never really looked like getting back into the match. It was three points to the Galaxy. Yet another El Trafico win. And uh, Galaxy now have five of the alt, of the 11 matches all time uh, in the win column for themselves. So they're keeping up their, 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 their great one of form after, like I said, that opening day loss to Miami. Meanwhile, LAFC, they're on the schneid, man. That's, you know, they're still winless again since that opening day against Austin. We're going to have to see how their, you know, their fortunes are very much divergent at this point. We'll have to see how things shape up over the, until the next meeting. Question for you, Mike. What was yeah. the level of chippiness? Did it seem like a rivalry or is this is like MLS making up a rivalry or did, they, did you seem a level of dislike between these two teams? Um, I think that there was much more of a level of dislike amongst the crowd. And, you know, I, I you know, I'm used to North London Derby. I'm, yeah. I'm used to some other stuff over in Europe. There, I mean, and again, I didn't know how much of this, not knowing the history as much sure. as I would over there. I didn't know how much of it was chippiness and how much of it was just poor play, right? So I'm Fair. hoping that as I watch more and Fair. get in tune with the the rivalry, I'll get to know. Like I said, that, you know, did, did, uh, was that a dive or was that a stupid foul? Uh, and it's early know. in MLS. To be fair, yeah. it's very early. The EPL is the same way. In the first couple of weeks, it's not mm-hmm. as smooth as play as when you get into it. It's, yep. it's true. And I'm not making excuses, but there there is some, like some teams I've watched that I'm like, mm, in a few weeks, I think things will be moving a little bit further. But I do think like NYC FC versus Red Bulls, I think LAFC. Yeah, that's a rivalry. Yeah. And I think yeah. LAFC. Well, and I think the Red Bulls versus DC United used to be Big a really rivalry. good rivalry. And See, it was Red there Bulls on with the field. Philadelphia, I know that too, yeah. right? So because yeah. of the history, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it'll come. Yeah. It'll come. Uh, there were crowd, you know, there were there were there were fans in the crowd, and and um I didn't get a sense, I, I couldn't tell if those were, you know, if if both sets of supporters were in the crowd. I guess I wasn't watching closely enough, and that's a that's my bad. No but you know, it'll be interesting to see how this rivalry evolves. You know, Agreed. So, if you look back at the at the record, it's not it's not that it's not that bad, right? Like I said, Galaxy just got their fifth win, but LAFC have won three, and then the rest have all been draws. So, you know, it's not it's not like it's just been blowout by you know the the established club and sure. the new club is just getting wiped off the uh, you know off the pitch. Um, LAFC have a you know have a team and. Right now, like I said, they're they're, they're struggling, but we're going to have to see where they both are in a couple of weeks when they when they meet again. Beautiful. And speaking of new teams playing old teams, hey Simon, you want to go to you and I know you had what Kansas City and Austin. 
I had Sporting KC in Austin, the yes. national game on Sunday night. Um, really a tale uh, coming in uh, of two surprises. Um, no one expected they each team would be where they are. Let me give you some pre-match notes. Sporting KC came into the match 11th in the West. Shocking for them, three games played, three points, one loss. I'm sorry, one win, two losses. Last week they lost 3-1 at our Real Salt Lake. Their designated player, Alan Polito from Mexico, who is looking to play himself into a Gold Cup squad, scored. Um, he is the club record transfer from Guadalajara. On the other hand, Austin FC, ATX, baby, coming in seventh in the West, uh, six points in three games, ties the record, second most points by an expansion team expansion team in the first three games. Wow. It's an impressive stat. You have to remember it's only first three games. Three games played, six points, two wins, one loss. Uh, the aforementioned loss to LAFC in the opener. Um, some notes about formations. Um, both came out in a 4-3-3. Uh, the, the sort of man to watch for uh, Sporting KC was 18-year-old Gianluca Busio. He's a U.S. player. He plays right mid. Um, dynamic electric player. We're going to talk about him a little more. Uh, Graham Zussi, 13-year vet. First game in five months for Sporting KC. 295 MLS regular season appearances for uh, the Wizards. And then uh, Sporting KC, after they changed their name, uh, club record. Uh, on the other hand, Austin, Matt Beasler, Kansas City legend, Kansas City native, played 12 seasons with Sporting KC, uh, has the most appearances for the club overall. Now he's in Austin. Uh, their DPs for Austin, Cecilio Dominguez, left-wing Paraguayan, mm -hmm. uh, two goals in two games, Diego Fagundes. I like Dominguez. Yeah, Fagundes is also a great player in Uruguayan. He's 26 years old and he's 11 year vet. You do the math. In MLS, 55 goals, 45 assists, over 264 appearances. Also contrasting is the managers, guys. Peter Vermees, 13th season in MLS, longest in MLS history. Josh Wolf, former MLS player for Chicago, the KC Wizards, DC, former US national team player, 52 caps, nine goals. This is his first head coaching gig. So you think this is a mismatch in. Casey's favor. You would be wrong. Austin came out the way they've played all year. Dynamic, looking to get forward. Their fullbacks, Kolmanich and Lima, were getting up the line. They were creating gaps for Austin's midfielders. They were progressive. Uh, and they were also pressing. But the first chance came to Sporting. Uh, Johnny Russell, everybody's favorite Missouri Scotsman, plays a beautiful ball for the aforementioned Polito. Brad Stuver, the keeper, comes out for Austin. He's caught. However, Polito's first touch betrayed him. He drifts left with the ball, and he can't side foot it into the corner. Only two minutes later, Austin comes rampaging down the field. They score. Uh, their center back, uh, Romagna, knocks a beautiful down, ball down the right touch line and falls to Jared Stroud, who hits a 40-yard cross-field dime to John Gallagher, who takes a first touch, drifts wide, and then slots it under the keepers, 20-year-old um, keepers uh, for Casey. His, um, his left hand, goal. Kansas City comes right back down the field and the teams, the teams trade chances. In the ninth minute, the 12th minute, the 17th minute, each team has a shot and, a, and good saves. Um, but in about the 19th minute, Kansas City starts to wake up. Um, uh, their, center, their, center, their midfielder plays a ball to the feet of their right left back, I'm sorry, Nick Martins, crosses into Atlanta's, I'm sorry, Austin's box. Alan Polito just misses getting on a toe and misses a conversion. Um, 23rd minute, Graham Zussi, our old guy, charges up from right back, loops a beautiful ball right onto the head of our wonder kid, Gianluca uh, Puccio, but he cannot 
get it down and it goes over the bar. Busio was dynamic in this game, guys. Um, he had three or four chances in the first half. He just could not get it in the goal. Um, but Austin, they, they came to play. They came to play. Um, I, the, the narrative on this game and what I watched were a bit different. Um, everybody's praising Austin for their progressive play and for their aggressiveness, but Kansas City really settled into the game. They grew in the game. And Austin started to get frustrated. Pivotal minute, 45th minute, uh, Alex Ring, who played for NYFC, now plays for Austin and is their captain, gets a yellow for clattering into Johnny Russell. Fairly needless contact, got him with the studs. Um, that's going to be important because in the we'll fast forward here in the 64th minute ring clips Busio should have gotten his second yellow didn't got a warning but one minute later picks up his second yellow he uh, runs through uh, Sporting Kansas City's Ilie Spaniard who just go by, goes by Ilie Austin FC goes down to 10 men and that's when Kansas City starts to get it going Buzio again, terrorizing Austin from his uh, left uh, channel position. Um, Kansas City has chance after chance after chance. They're knocking on the door. Uh, Andreas Fontes, their center back, has a header from three feet and in true Timo Werner style, misses it, goes over the bar. Um, but two minutes later, four minutes later, I'm sorry, Kansas City gets the equalizer off a corner from Johnny Russell. Ilya head drives the ball home, 1-1. And you can tell that Austin is out of gas. Um, they did not quit, however. They kept going up the pitch. They couldn't get anything in. And in the 90th minute, up a man, Sporting Kansas City gets their winner. Uh, two substitutes combined. Kyrie Shelton, American, rips the ball into the box. It bounces and it finds the head. A fellow sub, sub Gadi Kinda, the Israeli, heads it to the far post, and that is game. It's Kinda's second goal for Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Austin came right back down the field. Uh, Fairly comfortable save for uh, Sporting's goalie. And then Polito missed a chance to put Kansas City up 3-1 in stoppage time. Overall, guys, a really, really dynamic game. I took like nine pages of notes. I gave you the Cliff Notes version, but there were a lot of chances. Um, Kansas City is a, is a, is a good team. They're, and, and I feel like they might be finding their feet in this game. I don't expect them to stay uh, too far in the cellar in the West. Austin... There's something about this team. I, I really enjoyed watching them. I like Josh Wolf. I like the progressive style of football. Um, it, it's not a team that, that you would expect from an expansion side. Um, I think that they're going to make some noise, and I wonder if they will be this year's uh, Atlanta FC. Wow. Well, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's high praise. High praise. High praise. I, I did watch a Strauss ball into the box to get that first goal. It was a beautiful ball. It was a long on the on the ground pass. Beautiful weighted, beautiful, beautiful first goal. I did see that highlight. That was yeah. wonderful. I had Portland Seattle, uh, the the derby that probably the derby that has the most history in uh, MLS. Um, in fact, the coach for the Seattle Sounders, uh, Brian Schmetzer, actually played in the rivalry and scored in the 80s. So I thought that was kind of a cool and plus Portland Stadium. So cool. You could tell the stadium has been built around the Sounders kind of been built up as this uh, the team built with grew with popularity, a lot like Stanford Bridge in my Chelsea. The, the stands don't quite make sense. And, uh, and it's kind of beautiful to see. So I, the, the setting was absolutely perfect for a Derby match. Converted um, baseball park. They really did a really nice job. In, in such a good job. I have all the, all the stadiums I would really like to go watch a game. And it's that one. Mm. I have a pint. People that really are passionate about their club. 
it has like, that old um it has that old english barn feel uh, it does mike mm-hmm. and really i know very very well i mean i think yep. Buddhism is still very much like that yep absolutely um, the bridge is like that craven uh, cottage yep. Yep. yeah craven I, cottage rest in peace fulham yeah uh, oh yeah rough <laughs> too <laughs> if we're sad Fulham, yeah absolutely so uh, as the match got kicked off um it was uh, basically seattle played a uh, interesting lineup it's a three four one two very defensive um, in Portland, a little bit more with a one, uh, four, two, three, one, uh, a little bit more offensive. Um, mm-hmm. and basically it was in my love, uh, my mom's and, um, uh, my mom's, uh, Italian family. I love Italian soccer. And that's exactly what Seattle played. They sat back defensively, let Portland come on to them, play mm-hmm. compact. It was very interesting. Cause they're like, Oh, Portland's all over them. I'm like, no. Seattle's very comfortable defending right now. Mm-hmm. And their plan was to get them on the counter. And to Portland's, de- Portland's defense, they did. With the pressure they were putting on them, they were able to keep um, Seattle's back, um, Seattle's um, uh, Brendan Smith and Roldan. They had, a, they had had some res- defensive responsibilities with the amount of pressure Portland was putting them on. So Seattle was having a tough time getting out of their own end. Um, Roldan need to get back. Rui Duez need to get back to get that midfield push because Portland was putting so much pressure on the back. That being said, Seattle was comfortable defending the entire time. Like I have to say, Andrea, uh, their um, right back was fantastic in this game. One-on-one defending, taking balls off of uh, forwards feet. Um, also, uh, Nuhu, the other left back, took an early card, but still played fantastic. Um, and then my boy, Zhao Paula. If I had to get a jersey right now, I had to get a kit. <laughs> my boy, Zhao Paula. Out of all of MLS. That's yes. the guy you would have- Wow. Is, he is, like, this is my kind of player. I, I love- I know, dude, but you love the Nani. You would get a, you would give a Paula I love- kit. Oh, absolutely. He had... Valeri in his pocket. He was so oh. in his head. The reason why Valeri missed both of those penalties was because of Paolo. He was knocking him on his ass all over the pitch. He was yelling at the refs the entire first half. Hmm. All of Seattle was all over Valeri. He he couldn't he he and the, I would say the ref was letting him play. That's one thing that happens in MLS that does not happen in the Premier League. They let them play in the MLS yes, a lot do. more than they do the Premier League. Yeah. And <laughs> Maybe they were probably let him play a little too much because they 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 were <laughs> Larry had plenty of complaints. They were fouls, and they and the ref was letting them slide. Mm-hmm. So Portland fans, I, I agree, they were fouls. But Seattle really got in his head, and um, and then the, the play that I was uh, kind of talking about was there was at the end of the half, just before, just before halftime, there was a um, uh, penalty in the box. And uh, Valeri lines up for him. It was an absolute penalty. It was a mm-hmm. foul on O'Neal, who just it, uh, it was kind of like an MLS turnover. A lot of MLS teams right now are trying to play out of the back, and I just don't think they have the personnel to do it. So there's a lot of turnovers that create a lot of space. Sure. And that's what happened. O'Neal had a terrible pass out of the back, right to a midfielder for Portland. Combo play. They drew the they drew the foul, um, and a penalty kick, um, and penalty kick, and it was. Uh, Saved, uh, but the Seattle player jumped it, knew who jumped it, and also um, Fry was off his line, so they got a chance to do another penalty. He missed it again, hit the post, and the rule is if you hit the post on a penalty kick, the play is dead, and it's a goal kick. 
Uh, so he scored on the rebound, but it doesn't count. So Valeri missed two straight penalties, and then they pulled him early in the second half, which kind of surprised me. And that just showed me that Seattle was in his head. Sure. Might have been a little bit tired it's early in the season. He could definitely be conditioning, but Seattle, Seattle got to him, man. Seattle got wow. to him. Um, wow. Finally, in the 63rd minute, the first goal didn't come to the 63rd minute. Ruby Diaz um, got a penalty. He drew a penalty. It was interesting. It was kind of... It was like a penalty, but it could be a little bit soft. If I was a Portland fan, I'd say it was soft. Um, if I was a Seattle fan, I'd say, okay, I'll take it. Like I have, some, mm-hmm. like, there was a leg there. Like you could, you could have called it, but um, Rui Diaz did score a penalty. And the one thing that Seattle does and does well is they counterattack with violence. Like their counterattack is violence. Like it is mm-hmm. fast people in the box, running lines, knocking people over, making scoring chances. And, and that's exactly what they did with uh, Rui. D- then they had scored Montero, scored another goal of a set piece, and beautiful cross in by my boy Zhao Plata. Beautiful ball into the box, curving. Montero beats his defender to the ball and scores, and they go up to nothing. Um, they were able, Portland was able to score late uh, around the 90, 94th minute, I think, just before the, to get to 2 1 to try to come back, but it was just too much. Um, Seattle's coach was pretty frustrated at halftime, basically because they they were being he had the right plan. It's just they weren't be able to connect to the forwards to counterattack, um, and the forwards really weren't getting to the channels to be able to get out. And they were defending so beautifully that he had to be frustrated for his defenders that they weren't be able to counterattack because once they can counter, once you give Seattle that space, they are violent. They're going to come up with a scoring chance and they're going to put one in the back of the net. And that's what they did. They won two to one. Portland evidently has a couple players that are injured um, that aren't playing with them right now. I think one's a DP and the other one's quite a strong player as well. I don't know them. Uh, so I'm going to have to learn them a little bit, but, um, I, but Portland's not a terrible team. I mean, they're, they're a strong side um, and with their other players to strengthen them a little bit, I think they'll be just fine. I, I think they could use a little bit of a finisher. Um, Valeri looked like age was starting. He's 35. It looked like it could be an age thing, um, but he's still a wonderful player. Great touch on the ball, um, but uh, Seattle, Seattle got this one and they deserved it. Uh, great defending great. question about Seattle game sure. uh, in the pregame show for sporting KC and Austin FC. I can't remember. I don't think it was Alexi Lalas because it was actually a smart thing that, that the person said, I may have been too holy <laughs> called Brian Schmetzer, the best coach in MLS. And he said it wasn't close. Agree. No, no. I, I, I think I love um, Perea too much in Orlando. Mm. I, I would say him and Spencer are close. I like, I like, Korea doesn't have Schmetzer's titles. Yeah, but he doesn't have his team either. Seattle's got a little bit more change than Dallas, aka the old burn. Still remember the burn. True. I mean, I think I think for Seattle, for a guy that's kind of followed Seattle from a distance, and you hit it on it itself. Seattle Schmetzer does such a great job of setting up his teams for who they're playing. Mm -hmm. I I think Portland came out thinking that Seattle was going to go blow for blow right up and down the field like the game I watched. And that's not what Seattle did at all. Yeah, uh, They set up a, an absorbing counterattacking formation, knowing that they had the horses to both keep Portland at bay, to bang the shit out of Valeri, um, get him frustrated, create some turnovers where they need to happen in the channels in the middle. And then Seattle's off to the races. 
I mean, that that seems to me to be just a, a tactician masterclass by Smetzer, and you see it a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this. When they lost to the crew last year in the finals, I was shocked because mm-hmm. those teams weren't close on paper. Maybe mm-hmm. Smetzer got outcoached, but it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. No, no, Smetzer, I think he has one of the best mm, – I want to say mentalities. It's just as a coach, he's very, you can see he's very calm. He's very composed. He has a plan. He doesn't waver. I think people in the MLS, uh, MLS coaches where I've seen get nervous just because the, the league's a little weird. And like, I don't feel like they have their footing in the league where they feel it's comfortable because it is such a different system, a different mm-hmm. animal than it is in Europe, especially European coaches that aren't like familiar with the MLS world and how things work. You can feel them like, do I push here? Do I pull here? I feel like they have to be nicer here. Frank DeBoer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like they have to be like, they feel like they have to be nicer here for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're not sure where to push or pull. It's very, it's, it is interesting that you say that, Simon. But I, I do love Oscar Pereja just because, I mean, with what he was given in Orlando and what he had with Dallas, he built himself. And I just think, um, and, and I, I, both of them are amazing coaches. This is me, whatever. I take either one. They're both fantastic. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely close. I mean, as far as the other games, um, things that I noticed, one thing that was really fun, a rivalry. If you guys just like violence, uh, Dallas and Houston was a hack fest. Both sides had, I think Dallas had 23 fouls and Houston had 15. These sides do not like each other a lot. Wow. Uh, it was a one-to-one draw. My boy Fafa Pico, another one of the games players. My boy Fafa, Fafa. Scored, Fafa Pico scored a nice penalty. Um, and I loved him. O'Brien, uh got one uh, from Acosta. That was an awesome, nice goal. So that was a fun game to watch. If, if you ever see a rivalry match, you see Dallas and Houston showdown. Watch that one. There was emotions. It reminded me a little of Liga MX. It was it was good. There was there was a lot of drama going on. That was one I noticed. Anybody else have a game that they saw at all? Not so much a game. Um, well, yeah. Uh, two notes, two different games. One, um, another disappointing result for Atlanta United. There's a great story in The Athletic today about the rise and the, the demise of Atlanta United. Um, I sort of hold them up as a gold standard for expansion clubs, but they're in a rough spot right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 the fascinating backstory is Tata Martino was almost never in Atlanta. Uh, they were trying to pursue Marcelo Bielsa, which we know as Leeds mm. manager, yeah. apparently. There was a, a Carlos Bocanegra was prominently involved. Um, Bocanegra apparently caused Martino to haul ass for the Mexican national team. He didn't like Bocanegra. It, it's worth a read um, to, to, to sort of get behind the scenes in one of MLS's most successful and newer clubs. Um, disappointing times in Atlanta. Maybe they'll write the ship with their new coach who's only been in the job for uh, four games now. The other one is poor Minnesota. They oh, were, <laughs> oh they were, that was a, yeah. They were they they were tabbed by many as the preseason darling, not only to win their conference but to win MLS Cup. They are winless in four matches. There's it's not speculation. There's just sub- substantive chatter about if this is it for Adrian Heath, who of course was Orlando's um, inaugural coach. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they don't look good. Let's say that. They well, yeah. I mean, they were up two nil. After what twenty something minutes, twenty four yeah. minutes, twenty five minutes, something like that, and then to blow it to hashtag Cronky out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck. And this, and this has been the story all season. I, yeah. they, they they can't hold. Like I don't know 
once they get in that defensive posture, they can't hold them. I don't know why they get in a defensive yeah. posture. Just go forward and Keep try going. to score again. Yeah. yeah. You don't have the horses to defend. Don't defend. Don't I defend. Think- but but that yeah. and that and that's what people, I mean, Adrian Heath for all his um for all his uh positives just seems to tactically not understand his team. And mm-hmm. and he wants them to be something that they're not, and it could cost him his job. Mike, what did you see this weekend? Well, did either of you guys see the Orlando and NYCFC match? Or any I looked it? at the yeah, I, I watched it. You know, I, I Orlando is on the struggle bus, right? I mean, they were winless going into this one, or no, they're no, they're still winless. Or they got their first win. I'm getting my, I'm getting mixed up. That's not the point. The point is, they had a chance to for all three points, and then ended up giving away a penalty with about ten minutes left or so. Um, I think Orlando is better than their record. I think New York, you know, you look at MLS.com or whatever, or MLS soccer, sorry, MLS.com is a whole like weird meets thing, which I found out. Um, <laughs> wow. Have you seen it? Have you been to MLS.com? No, I, no, I, no, I, I have. Not yeah, I have. It's like you can order like weird cuts of meat and shit. Yep. Yeah. Have so a steak you, with your. Yeah. So you yeah. very specifically type in MLSsoccer.com. Yes. Because somebody's squatting <laughs> on that on that URL, my man. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I they're calling NYCFC the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, I've watched, you know, I didn't watch them at all this weekend. I just saw the highlights. Sure. I know I watched last week. Yeah, I watched the week before. I don't know that I am on that bandwagon just yet. And like I said, I think Orlando is better than their record. I I sort of felt bad for Orlando this week. Um, I think they, they they had it in their hands, not nearly as badly as Minnesota, but um, you know, looking to see what happens. You know, I'm looking ahead to next week. I know you'll cover that, but you know, where are the points going to come from for Orlando? I don't know. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, our boy, my boy Nani had another beautiful goal. He curled yeah. that one in on the outside of the box. They gave him two. You don't give Nani space. Yeah. He's going to hurt you, and they gave him space, and he did what, what Nani. Well, did. he. he Orlando's up against DC. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Um, the other other match that I did want to get to or just mention is I have to, I, I kind of trashed Nashville's coach, Smith, and he made a nice adjustment against New England. They ended up winning oh, two yeah. to nothing. Yeah, he decided to put two forwards up to play off of each other to give a little bit more of attacking, and they won two nothing. Hmm, go figure. Just play <laughs> a little bit more offensively. They can defend a little bit more offensive attacking, uh, and they gave New England uh, – Give him my boy Leo, Liel, Liel. He's pronounced Liel. I'll work on my Spanish. Yeah. Liel had a, once again, very dangerous balls in the box. That That's my second kit, Liel. It would be the second kit with Nashville. I love Liel. He, he's one of my favorite players. And Gary Smith put two forwards. Um, he took Cadiz, who I thought was the most boring hold up attacker I've ever watched. He mm-hmm. benched him. Brought him in, in the second half, which was perfect because that's what you want. You want that, so that to be able to play off when people are tired and your runners can run by them. Great, great coaching, and they won two to nothing. The other one that kind of surprised me, Real Salt Lake lost two to one. Real is another team I like a lot. Lost to San Jose uh, two to one. Uh, Give it up for the Quakes. Nine points, second in the West. They're not going not gonna to last, but – so let's jump ahead a little bit. They're my team to watch this week. They play Portland on Saturday in San Jose. Uh, yeah. Mike and I have been there. Um, nice, yeah. nice 
far in, in beautiful, yeah, in sports full length of the goal line on I think the eastern side. Um, huge bar. Uh, we had a wonderful time. Um, yeah, so, Arsenal scored at that end. Can we yeah, talk about can we can we talk about Rubio Rubin's goal for San Jose or for Real oh, Salt? Go for that it. goal. Yeah, that yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, world class, <laughs> world class. Like I watched sure. world class for sure. I, I texted like, you guys I think on Friday night at like did. o'clock. Like holy, holy fuck. shit! Yeah, he chested yeah. bicycle. Like he chested bicycle. It was, Rubio, it was like, gorgeous. Rubio Rubin looks fun. Real Salt Lake's a fun team to watch. I need to watch a game. That's going to be one of my picks eventually. Is um, and they they were in control, but once again, the second half they had a one nothing lead. Decided to defend, and old old Wando, old Wando, my age, <laughs> if basically in the box, finds the ball, two goals, and Wando magic. Still mad, still mad. Still, uh, he's still 2014 mad. Belgium, still mad. Still mad. <laughs> Fine. Okay, that could be your game of the week, buddy. That could be yours because they got they got your boy uh, Smet in Nashville um, on Saturday night. That might be my game. That's that might okay. be Rubio and yeah. I think Are we calling games right now? All right, let's, let's go. Let's let's go into um, the game. We can do, we can do the games. Yeah, let's do the games. Uh, so Wednesday, I I, I put some, a couple down to kind of yeah. watch. Okay. Uh, Tor- Toronto versus Columbus. I thought that was kind of interesting on a Wednesday night. Both teams that have gotten off to a slow start. They're look, looking for points. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly versus New England. Is New England for real? It's a team I I don't really believe in. Um, and Philly, no. I do. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. Houston versus Kansas City, kind of two chippy teams. I feel like they're very equal. I'm kind of interested to see what happens there. Um, Minnesota versus Vancouver, just because Minnesota needs a f- – and if Minnesota does not beat Vancouver, give up your season tickets. It's over. Like, I, I really – At think, home, right? Yeah. Yes, it's a must win. Mail them back in. It's done if they can't beat Vancouver. And then Quakes versus Seattle. Are the Quakes for real? We'll know if they can beat Seattle. I don't think they can. Um, that's rough. So the Quakes have Seattle on Wednesday, and then they have to play Portland on, oof. on Sunday, maybe. Oof. Or Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This the schedule is rough. Um, they have so in the MLS, there's a there's Wednesday games, there's one Thursday game, there's a there's a slate of Saturday games and a slate of Sunday games. Most teams have two games in this slate. So yeah, but um, San Jose doesn't San Jose doesn't have to travel at least, right? There's two home games. That helps. So. It does help a little bit. Yeah. That Cascadia homestand for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, LA plays Austin, which I thought mm-hmm. was, I think it's LAFC plays Austin, I believe. Or, uh, it's Galaxy. Oh, is it Galaxy? I'm it's sorry. Galaxy. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yep. And then um, NYC plays Toronto. Yep. Uh, Philly versus Red Bull, I thought was good. Salt Lake versus Nashville, of course, I wrote down. Uh, New England plays Columbus as well. Um, Seattle plays LAFC again already, which Schedule makers need to stop drinking. I yeah. th- so for the for their first five games, they will play LA teams three times. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's getting to be a much. So this kind of brings. Do you so, guys? Do you guys think it's COVID related? Why they scheduled them against the same? Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe the fact that they're they're, they're not traveling across the continent. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 pick our game. So I'm going to be doing Salt Lake versus Nashville. I'll do. Uh, I'll do the quakes. I'll. I'm, I'll take the quakes okay. against the uh, timbers. You're gonna stay up late. I'm gonna DBR. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, that's what I do too. I'm okay. gonna do Illadelph versus Red Bull. Sweet. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Can we look? Oh, we Mike. Oh, Mike. Yes. Wait, real quick. Look at my boy Fabio. Tell me what you think on the Red Bulls. I okay. enjoy Fabio. I enjoy. 
enjoy okay. it a lot. Write down Fabio. Before we sign off, guys, I, there's a there's a topic that I'm hesitant to bring up, but I think we need to talk about it. Mm. Okay. What the holy hell is happening in Columbus? Why? Like, I don't, With the, the logo? Why do they hate their fans so much? I, I don't know. <laughs> There, so United States of Soccer uh, show on Sirius XMFC, Jason Davis um, does a nice job. He spent about an hour <laughs> repeating himself. Why do you have a Save the Crew campaign if you're going to ditch the name? Now, look, I understand that they want to make it sound more European and less American-y. So they're going to be Columbus F- uh, SC, SC um, and they'll just go by the crew the way that Chelsea goes by the Blues and Arsenal sure. goes by the Gunners and all that. Okay, whatever. Fuck, I don't care. But the logo is oh. an abomination. Is it any oh. worse than Nashville's though? Well, so 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 the guys on 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 that's the radio this morning were joking that everybody in Chicago is so relieved that nobody. Yes. Hey, I still think Chicago's is worse. I still yeah. think Chicago's is worse than Columbus. Yes. So the, so the explanation on Columbus is is it, it's it's supposed to uh, uh, evoke the Ohio flag. Uh, <laughs> Why? Okay. I don't know. Somebody Where's else- the red? Isn't Ohio's flag red? No, it's the shape. The shape of it. Shape oh, I see, it. I see, I see, I see, I mm-hmm. see. Okay. It looks like a terrible tech mobile logo. That's what it looks oh. like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Columbus. Uh, Gabe uh, Bryant, why your fans hate you. I, I go, why is your owners hate you? I, I, I like you're lovely. You fought your ass off to keep your team, and then they give you this shit. I was, yeah. I, 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 you won. Bad. You won the league last year. Yes. A name change and a shit logo. You're right, Gabe. It's it's even worse than Juventus's rebranded one. Yes. I'll tell you I, what, though. Mm. I'll tell you what. You know, people, this may sound Euro snobbish. Sure. And I'm not. I mean, clearly I'm an American. Mm-hmm. But it's clear. See, I feel like this, the, the entire, you know, all these clubs, the entire league are sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? They are. Because they want to respect where they are, right? Being a, a, a league of and for North America, you know, predominantly United States and Canada. And so the, the tradition here, of course, is to have city, then some sort of mascot or something. Yeah. Right? Whereas that's clearly not the tradition in Europe and nor is it the tradition in, you know, South America. Oh. And, and when you think of, when you think of, um, you know, football, soccer, that's the history, right? Yeah. So you're trying to appeal to and make it a little bit different in than the other major league sports in this country, right? And 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 have that connection to the history of the sport and somehow still recognize that you're not Europe, you're not South America, you're the United States. I think I think it's a thankless task, quite frankly. Um I don't think it's that hard. But, I, you know, I, I, for me, like L.A. should just like LAFC. <sighs> Galaxy should just drop L.A. and just be Galaxy. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I you like know, that. Columbus could have dropped Columbus and just been crew, crew FC or crew SC. Right. Mm-hmm. So so there's there are options there. And I'm sure that they talked about this and smarter people, marketing people than I probably mm-hmm. explain the that. reasons why you couldn't do that. Whatever that logo was, they're not smarter than you, Mike. Well, I mean, now they approved that. That would not get a best your watch. Look, yeah, look, I mean, look at look at Cincinnati's logo. Look at Miami. Uh, Miami's bad. Miami's is I love really it. Nice. I fa- it's fantastic. Yeah. Cincinnati, so, Cincinnati's is okay. 
Uh, it's cool. I mean, I like the shape of it. It has the grip, yeah. and I, I like Miami. I mean, Miami shows that that you you can do it right. But mm-hmm. but again, Miami is embracing the Latin part of the game where they don't need to be the fucking flamingos. You can call them the flamingos because they have it in their badge. Right. Like I I understand why you want to associate a club with a place. So I don't know that I don't know that you could drop Columbus from crew. But mm. the the logo is so amateurish, and I think. As somebody that's trying to get into MLS and sort of take up the cause for MLS, yeah, this makes it harder. <laughs> well, it's just that whole commercial. Is it the commercialism that is American? I'll be honest; it's very com- commercialism in sports is very American, and it's like that weird balance between European, where it's kind of naturally grown, yeah. naturally kind of appeared, and. The mixture of you know, and same thing. It, it, you could, like our equivalent baseball, right? They just started putting the Nike swoosh on our jerseys. It's just yeah. now, you know. What As I mean? a Yankee fan, I'm telling you, right? That was a big deal for people because there's never been anything but the NY on the front of that home, uh, you know, that home jersey, yeah. look, and it look looks right. weird. Exactly, and that's why I think right now it's 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 kind of. But MLS doesn't have that, right? And when they first came no. out, it was very Galaxy and the Earthquakes and the... Because they were trying to be American, which yeah. I totally get. So, And then so you have these teams that are the Galaxy, like the, the original ones. I mean, DC United, their owners were had a little bit more European influence, so they decided to go with a basic name. Thank goodness. We're kind of... But it there. also helps that you're in the capital of the United States, right? So it that some, somehow in the, in the brain... Yeah of the public it works right well i mean you, you hear united not to, not to belabor the point but you hear united and you think of a soccer club mm-hmm. I mean, yeah why there's yeah a, i mean united, there's how many of... people refer to united when they mean manchester right there are so many uniteds but the shorthand for you know amongst especially in England, of course is you say united they mean manchester, think of manchester yeah they say no, city think you think of manchester are... Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think it's really is it's that American commercialism that's not really aware of the history of football mm-hmm. as it's been passed around, kind of clashing with with that with like educated soccer fans. And I think that's honestly, I, it's funny. Like DC United to to kind of talk about our local team a little bit. I mean, Baltimore DC has some of the highest ratings with the EPL yes. anywhere in the United States. Yet DC struggles to get people and fandom and things along those lines it's because we know what we're watching you know i, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. you know what i mean we know we were looking for i think we really have you know it, it's 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 tough to engage and it does sound a little bit snobby but at the same time we you're also a patron right and we can watch games that, in a, that we don't have to stay up till four in the morning to watch right, games right, at right. a decent time so if you enjoy soccer it's going to be it's going to be a push and pull for your attention so that's my point. I mean, I, I, I think that MLS soccer is getting better by leaps and the down. product, the actual on-field product. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Product. So, but so they've struggled for years with this idea of what do we want to be? Do we want to be the, the, the league that attracts the soccer moms and the kids? Do we want to, do we want to be the league that attracts the, the more hardcore European and South American fans? And I think that, the better, more successful clubs have been able to figure out a way to do both. But, but, and, and, and I, I agree with you, Mike, but I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. I think that when right, you, right, 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 right. That's, that's my point. Product yeah. on the field, it, it sorts itself out. And when you do sideshow bullshit like this, 
it detracts from yeah. the growing improvement on the field. That's my last word on it. Well, yeah, the, one last I, thing about the ahead, about the um about the the crest itself, right? So my memory, of course, as an Arsenal fan is when they changed the crest from what had been sort of the classic, her, you know, like heraldric, was that the right word? Like a sort of coat of arms type yeah. Arsenal crest that we had throughout the 90s, right? Because earlier than that, it was just a cannon. It's very Victorian. Um, yeah. Um, or, you know, and, and, and so now we've got this more modern and the cannon faces the wrong way and all that stuff. But the the argument that was made at the time you know now you hear about oh well they couldn't copyright that old crest blah, 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 blah. but the, the 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 case that was made at the time was as we move into a more digital age the crest that we had would not translate digitally into icons on mobile phones and the like uh so as much as we're going to yeah, well, Gabe is making comments that you can't see people or hear people. Um, <laughs> I don't and it's like probably, it. we're probably better for it. But yes. my point being is sometimes it's bullshit like that. That is the ultimate decider, right? It's not the aesthetic. It's what does it look like on a mobile phone on some, you know, on the worst person's phone in the smallest little font. I can't, I can't imagine even I know. if that was the driving motivation for the, for the, change in columbus's badge all right i gotta I got hit you with one more thing i okay. think we talked about the badge we all hate it yes it'll be interesting to see if they keep it because they are getting a lot of backlash yeah i do want to do one more thing just before we go we're looking at the standings they look weird to me like yeah. i don't think i don't think the standings really make sense right now i want to i'm going to name the teams that are in the playoffs right now mike and simon i need you to give me one team that's going to make in the playoffs at the bottom that are going to end up in the playoffs of the all. So the East, we have Montreal, Miami, Philadelphia, D.C., Toronto, Chicago, Cincinnati. Mike, what's one team that's going to make the playoffs out of those? The Philadelphia. Ill, I agree. Philadelphia Union. Absolutely. Yep. All right, Simon. In the East. Yep, in the East. It's hard for me to count Toronto out. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. They're just not. They're just not in form right now. And for me, and, and for me, it's Miami. Well, Miami was, was going to be my and I'm in the yeah. conference with that. Who's going to fall out? I think Nashville will fall out. Nashville sure. for you. Yeah. For me, it's New England. I think New England's going to fall out. They're just living off of set pieces right now, which is but great. It's Bruce Arena, dude. It's Bruce Arena. He's falling out. He's, they're not making it. <laughs> they're not making it. They're soft. Is what about Columbus's uh, crest issue going to? wreak so much havoc that it drags them down the table. No, they got Z. <laughs> they got Z. He's too talented. He, he's scoring set pieces from like 80 yards out. Like, no, they'll be fine. He's just going to put black tape over the crest too. So nobody. That's can right. See. Absolutely. But is so it, it that much worse than a construction worker guys? I mean, I'm, I said it, I said it. Yes. I'll say yes. Yeah. What do you have against <laughs> Bob the builder, Mike? That's what I want. I mean, yes. On, no, it's, I agree. The crew thing was weird, but I like weird. At least you got weird. This sure. just looks like the my no, power okay. company. I look. I, that, that was obviously a. Um, I, that was. Uh, I was just saying it for the sake of argument. But no worries. The 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 crest that they chose is terrible, but the crest they left was also <laughs> terrible. Fair. So. Fair. So out west, out west, I'm interested to see what your guys' pick. You had to pick one team out of the bottom. We've got Austin, Dallas, LAFC, Houston, Portland, Minnesota. Mike, you get to go first. Who's coming out of the bottom? 
I think ooh, I think Austin. I'm you know, yeah. and maybe oh. I'm stealing I'm stealing oh, Simon's my. pick there. Okay. I'm gonna say because Austin's right at the cusp there. Maybe they, they could I think they'll stay around and maybe just nip it. Okay. Simon, how like he, he took Austin. What do you what do you got? I, I wasn't gonna actually go with Austin, although okay. I do like the pick, Mike. Um mm. oh, in looking at the West standings, holy fuck is the West loaded. Um yeah. there yeah. are a lot of names that that you think should be in contention. And there's some that aren't, you know, will the quakes keep it up? Will Colorado keep it up? Um, Vancouver too. If I had to pick um, from eight through 13 that I think will make the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with LAFC. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, they have too much talent. I think yeah. that when, when Bella gets back on the field, they're going to sort it out defensively. They're a bit of a mess. Um, but I think Bob will get them pulling in the right direction. So I'm going to say LAFC. Guys, okay. you know who I'm going with? Who you I'm going with Minnesota. Oh, oh I'm damn. going. I'm putting it on the line. Loons, I'm behind you. Wow. We're fighting it. They're 0-4. They have it. But they have so many shots on. Like, you watch these games, it's ridiculous. It's going to balance out. I, I believe in the universe equals things out. They're going to equal things out. There's plenty of games left. Don't miss it. You can keep drinking Minnesota. It's going to help. It'll help. And you will get a win this weekend and it will start. It will start marching in the right direction. I, I think Minnesota is just too good. Reynoso. Reynoso is a great player. They just, have, they're too good going forward. Stop defending when you have a lead. Jeez. <laughs> just keep scoring. Do they do it with Adrian Heath or do they make a change game? I think, ooh, that is a good question. If if they win this weekend or, yeah. or whenever their next game is, if they win their next game, I think Heath stays, and then it becomes a story on how Heath turned it around. Because I really do. I think the all they need is just that one win, and they'll get rolling. Because yeah. they're, they're you watch them play; they're too good going forward. And really, it's just the, the unlucky in defense. Um, and it can kind of go hand in hand. Being bad defense can be unlucky, but with that, um, but yeah. So Wait, who's you, dropping out from the top? Oh, the top. Oh, that's easy. Vancouver. Yeah, I, I'm going hashtag crunky out <laughs> for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. Yes. Yeah. So guys, let's wrap up. Um, give me. I, I'm going to give you guys some homework. Okay. okay. Student becomes the master. Next week, I want you to tell us. What is your favorite? We spend a lot of time shitting on Columbus's various crests. Absolutely. What is your favorite crest in MLS and why? Sure. Yep. And Mike, you and I can each talk about what is our favorite Arsenal crest. And Gabe, you can talk about your favorite Chelsea crest. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Can All I right? just talk about Jao Paulo for like 45 minutes? No, please don't. That's that's okay. a special one-off edition for whoever becomes our first subscriber. Yeah, you get you get Gabe's rants <laughs> on how Leal and Jao Paula for two Patreon hours only for two hours. Patreon only. And I will call you personally. <laughs> I will call you and talk about them. It won't. And it's like and a cameo. To his jersey. Oh, shit. It's like a cameo. <laughs> I will call you and just yell at you about MLS players. Change your right. number. Well, hey, everyone, have a wonderful week. Enjoy the football out there. There's so much football out there, there right is. now. Just watch your freaking face off, and um, and uh, we'll actually uh, this one will actually be out for people to listen to. So please, 
We actually have a logo and everything, so it's it. uh, it's 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 becoming real, my friends. Tell and, your friends, uh, folks. Tell your yeah. family. Very excited. Spread, spread, spread. And if you if you have any suggestions for us, other than anything negative about João Paulo, feel free to reach out. All right. Good night, guys. Go Arsenal. See you guys. Have a good one. Up all. the chills. Let's go, Knicks. <laughs>